This is the unadulterated Word of God, coming to you from Savannah Ministries. We build up believers unto maturity. We raise ministers for the end-time harvest. We preach the Word of God with signs and wonders following. And we use the Word of God to meet the needs of mankind. Hallelujah. Praise God. Our Father, we thank you. Uh, thank you for how you have been blessing us from the beginning of this meeting. Even today, you have loaded us so much. But we are glad because you are El Shaddai and you always have more than enough for us. So we open up our hearts again to receive from your word and from your spirit. Do the things that only you can do. Like we sang earlier, all we desire is for you to be glorified. Be glorified as we look into the word of life again. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, um, let me begin by reading um, Matthew. Sorry, just a minute. Miss my please. Um. John chapter 5, verse 41. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We'll begin from verse 41 of John chapter 5. And we'll continue from there. Yes, I'll read to verse 44. I receive not honor from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in you. I am come in my father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another? And seek not the honor that cometh from God only. I want to stop in this verse 44. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that come from God only. How can ye believe <laughs> which receive honor one of another and seek not honor that cometh from God only? Praise God. Now, this scripture gives us an idea. Amen. We, we've been receiving word here, very rich, that um, there are two kinds of honor. Honor that comes from men and honor that comes from God. Praise the Lord. To be honor, honor that comes from men, praise God, is man honoring you. And the one from God is God that does the honoring. Say an amen. amen. Praise God. And I'm glad our theme talks about honor that comes from God only. Praise God. As a praise God. Now, this honor that comes from God, I want to say something quickly here, uh, is actually two-sided. Praise the Lord. When Jesus redeemed us, hallelujah, he clothed us with honor. Hallelujah. You cannot talk about redemption without honor. Are you with me now? That we are purchased, we have been honored. Glory, hallelujah. 
that we have been purchased, we have already been honored. Hallelujah. So uh, that aspect, we can talk about it as honor that came from God. It has come. Hallelujah. But there is yet another one that Jesus talked about here. Honor that cometh. Present continuous. Cometh from God. If you are reading New King James, you will say comes from God. Hallelujah. That means uh, there is a vital aspect of this honor that comes continuously. Praise God. God has honored us. But we will continually be honored by God. Say an amen. amen. Praise God. In our redemption, we have been honored. What a great honor to be called sons of God. But there is yet honor that keeps coming again and again. Now, I want us to look briefly. Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 6. You cannot talk redemption without honor. It's not possible. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 6. But one in a certain place testified saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and did set him over the works of your hands. Who is the one that God crowned with glory and honor here? Huh? Answer now. Okay. I can hear me. me. Can we just say man so that... Um, let's say man. Uh-huh, thank you. Now you can see it's also present continue. Crownest with glory and honor. And you know it interests me. That's, that's not my emphasis tonight but you can just do that you find out that most places in the bible where god talks about honor he also talks about glory amen i mean you can just run through the concordance you will see that hallelujah so if god has honored us he has also ushered us into glory is somebody getting what i'm saying amen when you receive honor you also receive glory i mean you, you can find them again and again. Let's, let's take for example. Amen. Let me follow my big brother's example and read scripture. 2 Peter 1.17. Amen. Amen. Just read a little. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 17. For he, talking about Jesus, received from God the Father. What? Honor and glory. Uh, can you see that? He talked about honor and talked about glory. Like I said, you can run through scriptures and you will just keep seeing honor and glory. Now, but, but I, I, I want to stir up your mind a little bit just by way of reading. He said he received. He received from God the Father. That means it is possible God has given you honor, but you have not yet received. Are you with me? Here is my statement. Honor given to us by God must be received by us if we are going to enjoy it. It's one thing for God to give the honor. It's another thing for us to receive 
the honor he has given. Are we together? Come on. I say, are we together? That is one thing to receive honor. It's another thing. Sorry, it's one thing for honor to be given. It's another thing for us to receive. And I believe part of the reason why we are here in this camp meeting, praise God, is to learn how to receive. Anybody like me in the house, we are here to learn how to what? Receive the honor and then actualize. Amen. So uh, let's just take a little look at this verse. You will see one way to receive it. Then I'll go back to what I was reading in Hebrews. He said, for he, Jesus, received from God the Father honor and glory. How? When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In other words, when the voice of God comes to you, honor has come to you. Say an amen. You cannot separate a life of honor from hearing from God. If you hear from God, honor has come. Hallelujah. If you are not hearing, you will hear. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When the voice of God comes to you, honor has come. He received honor and glory when the voice came. When the voice came. Now, I know if, if we stop at that verse, please, I want to continue reading. Give me that scripture. Amen. If we stop at that verse, some of us will go about seeking for a voice. Hallelujah. The word of God never said, as many as hear voices are sons of God. He said, as many as are led by the spirit. You know, many times when it comes to the leading of the spirit, as the Holy Spirit is endeavoring to lead us, we are busy seeking for a voice. Are you with me? Did you hear that? He's endeavoring to lead us, but we are busy seeking for a voice. Listen, you can be led without a voice, but you cannot hear the voice of God without being led. Are you with me? You can be led without a voice. He can just put an impression in your heart and that will be a leading for you. Say amen. A witness, a conviction, a knowing that this is what you should do. If you are still with me, say amen. Uh, so, uh, not just voice, but anytime direction comes to you, honor has come. Amen. Amen. How, how many of us had the word of direction concerning 2022 that the key to it is what? Partnership. How many of us had that? What has come to us? Honor. Honor. Every divine instruction ushers us into honor as we will be. Are you with me? Every time we act on God-given instruction, we enjoy honor. Hallelujah. And so, uh, concerning Jesus here, the Bible says, a voice came to him. And like I said to us, uh, to many of us, it will just be a leading, a knowing, a direction. Praise God. Now, but I want to move a little further from here. Say something that one person will be blessed tonight. Let that person say amen in advance. Amen. He said, 
Jesus received from the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice. And oh dear God, you, you, you know you cannot receive glory and be in shame. Ah, uh, who is hearing me? I say you cannot receive glory and be in shame. That means every time God brings a word of direction, you are freed from shame. Are you with me? A word of direction from God exempts us from shame in life. No wonder the Bible said, Whom the Lord loved, He chastises, He instructs, He directs. The word of instruction exempts us from shame. So Jesus received honor and glory when the voice came to him from the Father. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Yes. Next verse please. Let's read on. I think I will get to 19. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Now, they heard. You and I were not there. We didn't hear it. Say amen. So, if we limit it to a voice, I'm sorry for you and I. They heard. But hear what Peter said. He heard the voice. He now said in verse 19. Let's read it together. We have also what? A more sure word of prophecy. We unto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shine in a dark place until the day down and the day star arise in your heart. Say amen. <laughs> a more sure word of prophecy more sure more sure than what than the voice they heard more dependable more reliable hallelujah now so what peter is saying is that you and i were not there when the voice came on the mount but the word of god we receive today is more sure hallelujah i say hallelujah that means anytime we receive the word of God from the Bible, from teachings, from preaching, glory, hallelujah, we are receiving honor from God. Say an amen. amen. And so in camp meeting, we have many sessions, many word sessions. Each one is bringing to us what? Honor. Every time, child of God, note it. Every time the word of God comes to you, honor has come. Wow. If you are receiving honor, shout hallelujah. Shout it again, hallelujah. Shout it again, hallelujah. You, you see, the interesting thing about spiritual things is that the changes are not physical. When changes begin to take place in the spiritual realm, they don't manifest immediately in the natural you see, because the spiritual realm controls the natural. So, you can be here like uh, uh, some of us have been around since Sunday. I joined yesterday. From Sunday, you have been receiving word. You look at your life. But I have not seen honor. One day now, one day. Monkey go go market. No go come back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You keep hearing the same word day in, day out. You think you are just the same person. One day you will step out. Hallelujah. <laughs> the things that look insurmountable will suddenly be surmountable. The things that we are keeping you under, you are keeping them under now because what? Honor has come. Say an amen please if you are receiving honor. Say I believe I receive. Honor from God. 
Say it again. I'll say it for the last time. So simply put, every time you receive the word, you are receiving honor. Hallelujah. Every time. So you now understand why Dr. Carries kept emphasizing to us, keep listening to the word. Stay with it. Keep at it. Just keep at it. What you are doing is doubling up the honor you are receiving. Somebody say an amen. amen. Huh. Say another amen. amen. I, you know, um, the way the world honors you is dependent on who gave you the honor. Do you understand? Okay, if I try some simple examples, you will understand readily. Amen? If somebody um, obtains a PhD in the university and is honored PhD doctor, that's something to be respected, isn't it? Honorable. Praise God. Now, what about someone that uh, keeps following a boss and eventually becomes a con doctor? He's also a doctor, isn't it? Am I communicating? Doctor of philosophy and a con doctor. Now, if somebody tells you he's a doctor, don't argue with him. Find out what kind of a doctor. Because it's possible you have been writing jam, you want to read medicine, you've written three times, no admission. Then a native doctor meets you and says, why are you going a long way? Come, I will make you a doctor. Amen? So if somebody says he's a doctor, it's possible he's a native doctor or a con doctor or honorary doctor or PhD. Say amen. Are you with me? Now, but nobody will respect the con doctor as much as a medical doctor or one with PhD. Why? The person that confers the honor determines how you will be treated. In other words, this honor we receive from God compel men and situation to treat us like God. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? This honor compel both men and situations to treat us like God. So, suddenly you go back to the same things that we are intimidating you and now they are bowing to you. Because story has changed. Say amen. amen. Say another amen, please. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember when um, El Commodore Philip was in Bauchi, we were visiting, and um, as we were entering the place, they were telling us, Stop there. Who are you? Who do you want to see? No problem. I'll finish. We entered inside. Then um, he put us, my wife and I, in his car. Amen. Hallelujah. And we came to the same gate where they say, stop there. Suddenly, all of them were saluting me like a general. I told the person, wind down small. Let them see the person here. Glory, hallelujah. It's me be this. It's me be this. I wanted snapping myself selfie video. He said, no, sir, no selfie here. I, the world should have known. It's me be this. All of you that say no future for me, think again. It's me be this. Now, but, but here is my point. Hey, Lord, this is beautiful. 
I never trained to be a general. Somebody went through all the suffering of being a general. Then conferred the honor upon me. When I step out, hallelujah, soldiers, senior officers were compelled to treat me as a general because a general bestowed that honor upon me. Listen, hear me very well. You did not defeat the devil. You did not go to hell to fight Satan. You did not fight circumstances. You did not suffer. Jesus did that on our behalf and he conferred it upon us. Somebody shout an amen. So by reason of redemption, when we show up, the devil, circumstances, unbelievers are like, are compelled to treat us like Jesus. Somebody say an amen. Say thank God for honor that comes from him. Say it like you believe me. Say thank God for the honor that comes from him. Thank God for redemption. Amen. Now please go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8. Was it verse 8? I was in verse 7. Amen. He said, talking about man. Verse 7. 7, please. Okay. Uh, Back to 6. I'm sorry. But one in a certain place saying, What is man? That thou art mindful of him. Or the son of man that thou visitest him. Go on please. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. And did set him over the works of thy hand. Who is the one God crowned here? Say it aloud. Okay. I hope you won't change your mind when we read further. You just told me it's man. Let's read on. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. Who is this him? Huh? Aha, uh-huh. I'm getting two answers now. Just answer now. This is not exam. Who is he? Man, Jesus. Man, Jesus. Verse 9. You answer for yourself. But we see, answer now, we see who? Who is he talking about? Uh -uh. No no argument again now. The Bible is answering us. Who is he talking about here? We see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So who was it that was crowned with glory and honor? Jesus. It's not man, man. It's man, Jesus. Ah. Say amen. I've not said anything strange, you. Nothing strange. This man he's talking about is Jesus. You can see verse 10. He say, we, verse 9, we see Jesus. We see Jesus. So the person crowned with glory and honor here is who? Jesus. Now, jump to verse 14 so that we, we read in context. I want you to get something quickly. Hallelujah. Verse 14. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, 
he also himself likewise took part of the same. That's who? Jesus. Why? That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And to deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to Let's read these uh, last two verses in New Living Translation. Amen. One will explain something. Very interesting. Verse 14. New Living Translation, please. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Now, why did he become a human being? According to this verse, yes. Why did he become a human being? So he can die. And why did he die? To deliver us. Praise the Lord. Now, so what he's saying is that Jesus had to become a man. In order to deliver us. Say amen. Is Jesus that was made a little lower than angels. Not us. Say amen. Ah. Can I have four brothers volunteer? No pastors please. Four brothers. One, two, three, four. The first to come out is Jesus. The last is Satan. Okay, thank you. This is Jesus. I need four. So who is the last? You volunteer to be the devil? No, I need a volunteer. I need someone to be the devil. Okay, face, face, face the people now. Face the people. Amen. I, I just want to illustrate uh, what we just read. Amen. Otherwise, uh, some of you will keep the break on me and I can't go further. Amen. Now, he said, we see Jesus who was made a little lower than angels, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Praise the Lord. You came first? Okay. Hallelujah. Now, initially, when God first created every being, what we had is God first. Amen. Angels. Then man. Praise the Lord. Now, initially, move a little backward. A little backward. Praise God. Initially, there was no devil. All we had is, who is first? God. Second. Third. Beautiful. Hallelujah. So, number one is God. Number two is angels. Number three is man. So, man a little lower than angels. Are you with me? Now, Satan initially, formerly was an angel. Is that not so? He was an angel. He sinned. Then he was pushed down. So, we know Satan is a fallen angel. Not a fallen God. So, Satan is not the opposite of God. He's the opposite of angels. Is that not so? Is that not so? When there was war in heaven, it's not God that fought 
the devil. It's Angel Michael that fought the devil. Actually, Michael boys. Michael and his boys. Michael gave the order, the boys push Satan down. So Satan is a fallen angel. Don't ever think that Satan is opposite of God. Is somebody hearing me? God has no opposite. He's in a realm by himself. Satan wants you to believe that he's opposite of God. He is not. He opposes God, but he's not the opposite of God. Say amen now. Now. Don't worry, I will just finish this quickly and go into some other things. Or I will run away. Or should I leave this one till tomorrow? I know you. So, after the fall, after Satan has been pushed down, we now have number one, number two, angel, number three, number four. The devil. He was the lowest. Now, then man committed high treason. You see, the sin of Satan, uh, of Adam is beyond disobedience. It's high treason. Is that not so? Because we know the first to sin against God is not Adam, it's Eve. That of Eve is disobedience. That of Adam is high treason. Because, why is it high treason? Adam sinned on our behalf. He did not sin for himself. When Adam sinned, all of us have sinned. So, listen. Adam has sinned on your behalf. You don't have business sinning against him. Say amen. He has done it all on your behalf. Likewise, the obedience of Jesus was not for himself. He did it on our behalf. Are you with me? All of Jesus' obedience is credited to our account. If you read in Romans 5, 18, he said, by one man's sin, all were made sinners. Likewise, by one man's obedience, all are made righteous. So, Jesus' obedience is credited to our account. That is why God, God will never address a believer as a disobedient child. Some people will, God will not. In addressing us, God said, as obedient children. Are you with me? Uh, I'm trying not to open some more scriptures or else I will just stay here. But it's good. Why won't we read? What are we here? Philippians chapter 2, amen? Remain standing. Uh, your glory have gone ahead of the verse. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Let me close my notes. The way I'm going is obvious I won't use that note. Wherefore, my beloved, I read in that verse, my beloved, he said, as you have sometimes obey, as you have what? Always obeyed. How many of us here from when we got born again, we have always obeyed? Want to pray for liars? Raise your hand, please. Want to pray for liars? But how many of us know that God does not lie? Man, most times, when I read this verse, I pause and say, if this was written exactly concerning me without modifying anything, it will read, as you have sometimes obeyed. And for some of us, it will read, as ye have most times disobeyed. Oh dear God, you didn't hear me. Now, God, who does not lie, knows we have disobeyed many times, yet in addressing us, he said, wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed. 
Help me read the next thing. What did he say? Not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. So what should you do? Walk out your salvation with fear and... And you know, if you have attended some fellowship like I did, they have lashed you with this verse so much that you don't want to read it again. Brethren, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, the first thing you need to note is that he did not say create your salvation. He said what? Walk out. That means it's already seated inside of you waiting for you to do what? Walk it out. Hey, they didn't hear me. I say it's inside of you waiting for you to do what? The righteousness is inside here. It's waiting for you to do what? Your health is here. Waiting for you to do what? That money you are looking for is inside. Waiting for you to do what? Work it out. Say an amen. So we are not creators of salvation. We are just working out the salvation. Say amen. amen. Now, but the part I'm interested here, please pay attention. He said, he didn't just say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He began by saying, wherefore my beloved, us. Say with me, us. Say it now. I know, I know I didn't do well secondary school English language, but I know us. Is a comparison. Wave at me, isn't it? What do they call that? Yes, yeah, simile. That means there's comparison. So the way we are going to work out the salvation is as we have always obeyed. So if you don't know how you have always obeyed, you cannot work it out. If you understand, say amen. Who are the ones that should walk out their salvation with fear and trembling? The ones that have always obeyed. So I need to know how I have always obeyed and that is the same way that I will walk out this salvation. Wave now. Are you with me? I give you a glass of juice. I say drink it as you drink water. So if you have never taken water, you don't know how to drink the juice. Is that not so? So he said, walk out this salvation with fear. As you have always obeyed. So if you have never obeyed, it's not your business. <laughs> Who is still in the house? Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Even your hallelujah, we need to work it out. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Satan, Satan will twist the very scripture to keep us in bondage. How am I going to work it out as I have always obeyed? Help me ask your neighbor, have you always obeyed? Why did God say you have always obeyed? As your neighbor. Please, Romans chapter 5 verse 18. Romans 5:18. Therefore, Look at it carefully. Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus, the free gift came upon all men on the justification of life. Let's see verse 19. Let's read it together if you don't mind. Slowly now, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made 
How were we made sinners? The sin of Adam was credited to our account. Is that not so? How were we made righteous? He said, by the obedience of Jesus. That means the obedience of Jesus was credited to our account. And you know, Jesus have always obeyed. The Bible said, he who knew no sin, God made him to be seen. If he who knew no sin was made sin, then I who knew no righteousness have been made righteous. Are you with me? So, the way the Bible, the way God sees us and says we have always obeyed is that the obedience of Jesus was credited to our Are you see with me? Excuse me. Hallelujah. He did not have a jacket from the beginning of the service. But I have always had a jacket with me. The moment the jacket was removed from me, wait, feel free. Please help me answer one simple question. Did the value of the jacket reduce by moving from me to him? It's still the same, isn't it? So, did the righteousness of Jesus reduce when it got to you? Ah, he is wearing my jacket. Likewise, what we are wearing is the righteousness of Jesus. Say an amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. If you snap this jacket on him and while it was on me and say spot the difference, they cannot tell the difference. That means if you ask God who is more righteous between you and Jesus, God will say jump question. Now let me tell you something. Let me tell you something so that you behave yourself from today. If this young man wearing this jacket, are you married? All right. Example, for example. If his babe look at him after service, for example, you are not going with my jacket. Everybody say, for example. Now, okay, let me change it, not after service. Let's assume his babe come here and say, oh, guy, your suit is very beautiful. And he say, no. Not just cheap quote where we buy for 1,500 naira. How many of you know he has not insulted himself? He has insulted me. What he's implying is that I, Reverend Dr. Tende, will come for camp meeting with an inferior jacket. Anytime you say you are not worthy, you are insulting Jesus. You say you are not righteous, you are insulting Jesus. That devil is a liar. You are worthy to take that money. I say you are worthy to change level. You are worthy for everything. Why? Because you are carrying the righteousness of Jesus. Give the Lord a shout somebody. So, if you say, Father, I am not worthy 
before you finish it, Jesus will say, excuse me. Don't insult me. Jesus is a gentleman until you call him unrighteous. And when you call yourself unrighteous, you are calling Jesus on. When you call yourself righteous, you are praising Jesus for his righteousness. Let me hear you say, I am righteous. Yes, say it again. I am righteous. Sit down, please. What's the name, sir? Jake, sir. Hmm? Jake's. Jake's. Jake's was minding his business. Came to campfire, camp meeting, sorry. Minding his business. Never thought, did you think about wearing my suit? Never, sir. Never thought about wearing my suit. But it pleased me to strip myself of that honor. And you know what? The honor was not flinging to the ground. The moment it left me, it descended upon him. Likewise, you and I were busy in our sinful life. Sinning as much as we can. Yet, it pleased Jesus, hallelujah, to remove his righteousness and put upon us. And carry our unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Come on, I say hallelujah. Now, because this is illustration, this suit may leave him. But let's imagine. Say imagine. <laughs> Only imagination. Pastor, why not give him I'm not led? <laughs> Even if he leads me, I will think about it. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, people of God. If I let him go to his seat now with this suit, I came with the suit. The record from the media is Pastor Tende was always wearing suit today. He was without suit. But suddenly his story will now change. He is always with suit. I am without. How did he get suit? Is mine. How have we always obeyed? It's his obedience we are wearing. If your amen is not here, I will cry. This is not. Jake's suit is mine. It's not our obedience. It's Jesus' own. How did we receive his righteousness and his obedience? We confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe that God raised him from the dead. In simple language, we believe and confess the finished works of Christ. So by the finished work of Christ... We have always obeyed. I wish you are hearing what I'm saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How have we always obeyed? By the finished works. It was credited to our. So he said, so work out your salvation. How are you going to work it out? By the same finished works. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith.
Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Listen to me. When we honor the finished works of Christ, we are receiving honor from God. God said, they that honor me, I will honor them. If you honor the finished work of Christ, you are receiving honor from God because you cannot honor Christ outside his finished works. Hey, I never finished this illustration. Time don't finish. Are you with me? I'm talking about receiving honor from God. One of the easiest ways to do it is to continuously honor the finished work of Christ. Not occasionally, continuously. I like the way Gloria Copeland said it. That in honor of the finished work of Christ, I refuse to be poor. That means celebrating poverty is dishonoring the finished work of Christ. And you know what? It's in honor of the finished work of Christ that I refuse to be a sinner. Are you with me? In honor of the same finished work, I refuse to be sick. Say with me, say with me. In honor of the finished works of Christ, I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to go to hell. Say an amen. It's not by works of righteousness, but Jesus did it all. It's not by works of righteousness, but Jesus did it all. It's not by works of righteousness, but Jesus did it all. We are complete in him. How much did you pay to get this suit? Nothing, sir. What an honor, my brother. You know the only thing he did? He cooperated with me to receive. So how do you pay for an obedient life? Cooperate with Jesus and receive. Say, in honor of the sacrifice of Jesus, I refuse to be a disobedient child. I am an obedient child. Say it and intimidate the devil. I am an obedient child. Give the Lord a shout if you are here. Give the Lord a shout. See, listen, I, I mean it, I mean it, believe me. If you are born again, obedience is not a problem with you. It's your normal lifestyle. If you yield to your real nature, you just obey. Say an amen. amen. Or in honor of the sacrifice of Jesus. He was the one that stripped himself of that righteousness and we took. Say amen. So we are obedient by what he did and we work out this salvation by what he did. Say amen. amen. You know, one of the easiest ways to insult Jesus is to despise his finished work. Is to speak despitefully of his finished work. Now, some of us went through the university. You are used to it. Amen. If a student result is out and he has 
A. What does he say? I get A. I get A. But if it's carryover, what does he say? They gave me carryover. Because no student, no student have ever failed exam. His lecturers are give failure. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, but I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. Oh my God, this is beautiful. I want you to hear this. If a student made first class in school, praise God, first class honor, on the day of graduation, they are clothing him with that first class honor. But before that, take note, it's not the student that was examined, it's his scripts. His scripts represent what? His works. So if the lecturer pick your script and put fail, you have failed. If he put A, haha, you have first class honor. That means whatever assessment is given to your works is given to your person. Is that not so? Is that not so? So the way to assess Jesus is by his finished works. So if you speak bad of yourself, I'm not worthy. Remember, you are his handwork. You didn't hear me. I say you are his handwork. If you score yourself low, you have failed Jesus. Help me tell your neighbor, don't give Jesus carryover. I tell another one, don't give Jesus carryover. Because after giving you his righteousness, he died and gave you his righteousness. If you say, I am unrighteous, you are saying, Jesus, automatic carryover, come and die again. And Jesus will not die again. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. So how do we walk out this salvation with fear and trembling? By honoring his finished works. Amen. Come on. I say by honoring what? His finished works. So if I honor his finished works, my salvation will be worked out. Say amen. amen. Alright, back to that, my illustration. You remember? Before we close. You remember? Number one is who? God. Number two? Number three? Number four? Satan. Satan the devil. Alright? <laughs> Cooperate with me now. I have a few times so that I will round up on good time. Amen? Now, Man committed high treason. That means he exchanged place with the devil. Stretch out hand. Stretch out hand. Where's man now? Okay, this is man. Are you man? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, this is man. This is angel. Sorry. I was the one that mixed it up. Forgive me. You know, man was made in the image and likeness of God. So he had to be above angels. Is that not so? So, but man now seen. So, number one is who? Number two? Thank you. Number three? Number four? Now, you are very correct now. When man sinned, there was exchange of place. Pull hand, man and Satan. High treason. Exchange now. Pull him. Oh, yeah. 
Exactly, that's what happened. High treason. Man exchanged his place with the devil. So number one now became number two. Beautiful. Number three. Number four. That means the sin of man did not only affect man, it affected angels. Whole creation waited for the manifestation of the sons of God so that they will be redeemed from corruption. Even angels were affected. Suddenly, Satan now has a position had, sorry, higher than angels. Can we share the grace? Are, are you sure? Are you sure I can continue? So, my, you see, it's not my fault. Now, if you read very well, maybe, maybe we should read. Should we read? In the Old Testament, you'll find some things a little bit different from what is in the New. Because of fall of man and redemption. Malachi 3.10, for example. Quickly. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Yes, let's read. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and prove me now here with here the Lord if I will not what? Open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing and there shall not be room enough to receive it. Then look at the next verse. Beautiful. He said, and I will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Now watch. Man, you remember man? Angel. Okay, man. Number four. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. So man has paid his tithe. Lift your hand now. You are paying tithe. Okay? God has opened the windows of heaven, but man cannot rebuke the devil because he's his senior. You don't understand? In the realm of the spirit, respect is intact. It's like year one, sir. Rebuking 50 year in ND. It's not possible. Man could not rebuke the devil. So he had to wait for God to rebuke the devourer on his behalf. It's, it takes number one to rebuke number two. Are you with me? Now, the next one I will not read, but maybe the media will trace it. Drop your hand. Will trace it and help us. That even Michael, the archangel in the book of Jude, could not contend with the devil over the body of Moses. Are you with me? Michael couldn't because due to the fall of man, Satan has become his senior. So Michael had to say to the devil, the Lord rebuked how many of us have read that? See the scripture. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, disputed the body of Moses, bringing railing accusation. He said to him what? See, Michael had to say, number one, rebuke number two. He couldn't rebuke directly. That is why. I I'm sorry. We are in Bible school now. That is why when Daniel prayed... From the first day he prayed, the answer was released. But Satan could interrupt. He needed 21 days to clear the devils. Tell somebody Old Testament. Old Testament. We don't need 21 days to clear devils in the New Testament. 
And I will show you why. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing against fasting. I'm just explaining to you. Michael could not rebuke the devil. He had to say, the Lord rebuked thee. Man had to say, the Lord rebuked thee. Where's the brother that came and went back now? Was it you? Come. Okay. So, remind me again. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Then Jesus came. If Jesus had come down as God, after his defeat, man will still be here. So in order to defeat man, sorry, Satan, he had to come as man. Are you with me? Ah. He came as one who? Man. So hold hands now. Huh? You are together. Hold hands. No, behind. He did hold you. Hold them. Gam, gam. Your redeemer has come. Don't let him go. Now, remember, because he came as man, the Bible said, we see Jesus made a little lower. You see who he's next to? He's four a little lower than three. He's number four a little lower than three. So when Jesus came, he did not come as God. He came as man, number four. When he came as man, Satan looked at him and laughed. <laughs> Say, finally, I got you. From heaven, I was saying, I will rise above you. You say it's not possible. He said, Jesus, see yourself. I'm number two. You are number four. I got you. Jesus said, no problem. Say an amen. amen. Then as man, he died. Say one. He was buried. Say two. Then he went to fight the devil. Go and fight him. Go and fight. Ah, come, 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 come. Redeemer, you are together. Hold on. Gong, gong. He went and fought the devil. And because he has defeated the devil, remember, redemption restored back what man lost. So Satan came back to number four. Now, who is number one now? Who is number two? Who is number three? Who is number four? Wait, you almost got the answer. It's not correct. After Jesus defeated the devil, remember Jesus is one with God. So he cannot remain as number two. He went straight to where God is. Go there now. We are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. Somebody shout an amen. Now, now, you are about to get the message. So, we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels for suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. The crowning now is not for Jesus because he has always been with God. It's for man, his bride. Say an amen if you are there. But see how the story is sweet now. Let's call back. Who is number one? Yes, God and man. Do you notice there's God in number one? There's Jesus in number one? And there's man in number one? In primary school, when three people take number one, position two disappear. Position three disappear. So the next one is number what? 
The last one now is number one. Through redemption, Satan has been demoted. He's no longer number four. He has gone to number five. Somebody shout an amen. So at the redemption of God, before you and I will come and celebrate, angel, Michael, the archangel, say, sit down. You have become junior now. Not only that, man has changed level. Now when we bring tithe, we don't wait for God to rebuke the devourer. He is far our junior. So we say, Satan, in the name of Jesus, take your hands off my property. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Honor has come to us because of redemption. The wife of a general cannot be treated like a captain. It's a senior general. And you are the bride of Jesus. Because of Jesus, honor has come. Give the Lord a shout if you are there. Give him a shout. Say with me, I have honor because of Jesus. Hey, I'm not hearing you. See, I have honor because of Jesus. Now, see you. See you. All the sickness and disease we are talking of, they are junior to Satan. You are number one. Satan is number five. Sickness, poverty, number six. So they are far, far junior to you. You are not the one to command sickness. You tell devil to command them. You know the Bible said he's the head of all principality. Where he is heading them, you are there. So actually you and Jesus are the head of all principality. Say an amen. So if sickness come near you, you say adjuire. No wonder the Bible said we are seated together with Christ Jesus in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and dominion and every name that is mentioned. Say I am above because of Jesus. Say I am above. Give the Lord a shout if you are there. Please sit down small as I round up. I want you to catch this. Where we are now with the Father, we don't say, Lord, rebuke the devil for me. Oh God, deal with Satan, deal with him for me. No, no, no. We are in a place of honor. We issue the word of command. And he goes. How many of us know that the general's wife is tougher than the general? That's our place. Amen. You have seed for General Philip. Give his wife first. So I'm advising you now. Now, watch. I want you to watch this. Very interesting. Like I said to you, in the Old Testament, because man was here, Daniel, in fasting and prayer, Satan could block his prayer. He had to fast to clear the ways. But see, you and Jesus are in the same place. No devil can block your prayers. You didn't hear what I'm saying. I said no devil can block your prayers. You have become unstoppable because where you are, Satan cannot reach. Say an amen. So here, where we are now, we do not fast and pray to deal with the devil. We fast and pray for fellowship. As he is. 
So are we. Bow your head, please close your eyes. Just a second. Just give God thanks wherever you are. Thank you. Come go to your seat. We are man of God, man too. He don't catch you in Jesus' name. Bow your head, please, and give God thanks wherever you are before we close. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ofreti Sabana. Mambore de Gedebo Shilibreti Tiko Sipana. Betutu Sapana Gisusu. Thank you for listening. Messages are freely available. Visit carusoscloud.com slash profile slash Savannah Ministries for download. Or visit www.savannahministries.org for more information.